This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, Go down at once to your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt, for they have become depraved. They have soon turned aside from the way I pointed out to them, making for themselves a molten calf and worshiping it, sacrificing to it and crying out, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. I see how stiff-necked this people is, continued the Lord to Moses. Let me alone then, that my wrath may blaze up against them to consume them. Then I will make of you a great nation. But Moses implored the Lord his God, saying, Why, O Lord, should your wrath blaze up against your own people, whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt, with such great power and with so strong a hand? Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, and how you swore by them and by your very self, saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and all this land that I promised I will give your descendants as their perpetual heritage. So the Lord relented in the punishment he had threatened to inflict on his people. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm I will rise and go to my Father. I will rise and go to my Father. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness. In the greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt and of my sin. Cleanse me. I will rise and go to my Father. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast not, cast me up not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. I will rise and go to my Father. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. My sacrifice, O God, is a contrite spirit, a heart contrite and humbled, O God you will not spurn. I will rise and go to my Father. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, I am grateful to him who has strengthened me, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he considered me trustworthy in appointing me to this ministry. I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and arrogant, but I have been mercifully treated because I acted out of ignorance in my unbelief. Indeed, the grace of our Lord has been abundant along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. This saying is trustworthy and deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of these I am the foremost. But for that reason I was mercifully treated, so that in me, as the foremost, Christ Jesus might display all his patience as an example for those who would come to believe in him for everlasting life. To the King of ages, incorruptible, invisible, the only God, honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them he addressed this parable. What man among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it? And when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy, and upon his arrival home, he calls together his friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in just the same way there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who have no need of repentance. Or what woman, having ten coins and losing one, would not light a lamp and sweep the house, searching carefully until she finds it? And when she does find it, she calls together her friends and neighbors and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found the coin that I had lost. In just the same way, I tell you, there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Then he said, A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that you should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat? But here I am, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, Quickly, bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast, because the son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field, and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf, because he has him, he has him back safe and sound. He became angry, and he refused to enter the house. His father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in, re in reply, Look, all these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. 
But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughtered the fattened calf. He said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice, because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, on this 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time, I first want to mention that, of course, today is Patriot Day, the day that we observe the memory of the 200, or 2,996 people who were killed on September 11, 2001, those horrific attacks in New York City, Arlington, Virginia, and Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Um, please remember to fly your flag half-staff and a moment of silence at 8.46 a.m. Eastern Time, so please remember that. I also want to mention on September 13th, St. John Chrysostom's uh, feast day, he was known as the Golden Mouth. And so, lectors, please ask for his intercession that indeed folks may hear Christ and not us as we lector. Yes. Well, our first reading today, this is a good one. So, Exodus, Exodus chapter 32. You know, Carla, old habits die hard, don't they? Because 17 chapters before Exodus 15, the people were singing God's praises, right? I mean, he had parted the Red Sea and given them manna and quail and all these things. And now in chapter 32, Moses is gone for a while and they turn to idolatry and start worshiping a golden calf. <laughs> That's who we are as human beings. That is so perfectly natural is what we do. We turn back to the habits, the habits in which we found comfort. You know, this, this is what they grew up knowing. And so it does sound like a perfectly natural thing to do. And when we talk about, you know, what, what do we do to break habits? We don't break habits, right? We develop new habits. And that was something maybe they didn't have time to do. Maybe just they weren't inclined to do so. Who knows what? But the way that we break old habits is to, by, de, by developing new habits. To grow in Christianity, it means to develop godly practices. And it, it has to include self-discipline. And it's um, mostly important is to grow in the love of God. Right. And, and thankfully, during our, uh, as we're developing new habits, we have people to intercede for us. <laughs> we certainly need that power of intercession. And of course, Moses implored the Lord, you know, and, and he, through that his intercession, that changed the future for the Israelites, didn't it? Yeah, you're right. And that's kind of what happens. You think about, you can kind of think about, um, this is what happens with, uh, with ourselves, you know, an intercessory prayer and sacrifice that's offered on behalf of another person or even an unrepentant sinner. You know, that could be the catalyst by which God applies the grace that we merit to those lost souls and could lead them back to God. You know, the only thing that would prevent us from reconciling our relationship with God is the lack of the desire to do so. Mm. So that intercessory prayer and sacrifice, that could you know, make the difference in someone's yeah. life. Yeah. Well, you talk about that lack of desire to do something. Let, let's run to 1 Timothy here in the second reading. And Paul, of course, was really zealous here. I mean, he was a zealous Jew 
that um, was, of course, you know, persecuting the Christians until the uh, the fateful road trip he took. <laughs> but it, it, it talked about in some ways, you know, sometimes we may act very zealously out of ignorance, but a lot of times we're almost the, the anti-Pauls, aren't we? You know, I think so. <clears throat> I don't know that it has so much to do with ignorance. In, in St. Paul's case, I, yes, it did, because he was a zealot, because he was he was sure that this was the God of Israel who was being offended by the, this new people that called him, you know, the way, you know, follow, follower of Jesus. And um, sadly today, I think that a lot of Catholics, you know, it's not so much of an act of ignorance as it is laziness, maybe just not the willing willingness to um, go about applying ourselves the way that we should. And, um, you know, we protest against the, the truth and sacred tradition of the Catholic Church. And maybe today there are just those who are poorly catechized, but it's not that the information isn't out there. Again, this is where prayer comes in. And most importantly, we need to be an example of the gospel, right? We need to be kind and merciful. And as St. Paul so eloquently puts it, so that in me, Christ Jesus might display all his patience as an example for those who would come to believe in him for everlasting Mm, life. Amen. And thankfully, we have a proactive, merciful God who will forgive us of our sins when we realize that we've erred. Yes, indeed. Well, in our gospel today, we find three stories, and most of the time we focus on the prodigal son, but I'm going to spend just a minute on the first two stories. So story one was the lost sheep, story two is the lost coin, and of course, story three is a lost son. Um, And and of course, all three share similarities, loss, finding, celebration. These are the three stages that each story goes through. Uh, And to me, another similarity is the finder expresses exuberant joy when finding what was lost. I love how all three stories describe a proactive God who spares no effort in searching for and saving what was lost. And let me actually just spend a minute on story number one with the lost sheep. You know, there are actually two versions of this, the one we read today in Luke 15 and then the one in Matthew 18. And it's interesting that they vary a little differently. In the one we read today, the shepherd lost his sheep, right? So it's not only sheep go astray, but he actually lost them. He didn't notice In Matthew 18, it says the sheep go astray. And I think the reason for the difference here is, is in Luke that we read today, it was written for a Gentile crowd. But yet in Matthew 18, of course, Matthew wrote for a Jewish audience. So he kind of talks about, hey, you are also going astray. Where in Luke writing to the Gentiles, hey, those who are lost are being brought back. And I think that's a beautiful story because Luke shows that, I guess, the father-son nature of God's church where Matthew finds that we need to find ones that are lost in our community. And of course, it seems a little logical, save the 99, but both of these cases, it's a wonderful story of the love shown to that repentant sinner. And we need to remember that God is that proactive finder who's looking for us to come back and say, Father, I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. And he is there to wrap his arms around us and forgive us through the sacrament of confession. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. 
and thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.